You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners where you learn the business side of running a group practice. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is a practice management and EHR software that helps behavioral health professionals manage their practice with confidence and efficiency. I've been using Therapy Notes in my own group practice for about five or six years now, and they're hands down amazing. They've got a scheduling and to-do list that is so easy to look at, a notes template that is amazing and exactly what you need, billing that has accurate reports that you can use, credit card processing system, a client portal that's constantly being updated, security, and tech support that is amazing. You can call and actually talk to someone right away. If you're looking for an EHR that can give you everything you need to run your group practice smoothly, try Therapy Notes out by going to www.therapynotes.com forward slash the group practice exchange and you'll get two free months to try them out. Hey, how are you guys? Today's episode is a tip of the day episode, and I wanted to talk about a book that I recently read called The Ideal Team Player, How to Recognize and Cultivate the Three Essential Virtues, and this is by Patrick Lencioni. Um, This was a book that was recommended in the Facebook group at some point, and I'm finally getting to read through it and had finished it a couple of months ago and really found a ton of awesome nuggets of information. And if you're anything like me, you value reading really good leadership books. It's a way that I grow as a group practice owner. And so anytime I read an amazing book, I like to give that recommendation out to other group practice owners so that you can use that time to read a little bit and learn. Um, how to lead a little bit better. So this book is really awesome. It talks essentially about three things that you want to look for to find your ideal team players and your ideal therapists or employees, um, admin. And so the book tells a story and the first three quarters of the book is a story um, about someone that owns a construction company. And he essentially he takes over a construction company and has to Um, in a lot of ways, learn how to lead in a new space and also learn how to navigate the different relationships and teams within that business and essentially let go of some people that weren't a culture fit and learn how to figure out who the ideal team players are for that business. And so essentially the three things that you want to look for, and I was like sort of mind blown by how simple it is, but how we likely aren't looking at all three of these things. And it's um, hungry, humble, and smart. And he says, if you can find people that are hungry, humble, and smart, that works for your business, you'll have essentially the best team player. And so with hungry, it's those people that don't just do the work. And you may have people in your group practice who are doing the bare minimum or not even doing enough. And what he says is you really want to find someone who goes above and beyond, who's really hungry for more, who's going above and beyond, who feels a sense of connection with your group practice. So they're wanting to do as much as possible and not just do the bare minimum. So not just seeing clients and doing notes might be what the bare minimum is, right? Those are the requirements for most group practices. Some might have more requirements, but the basics are that. Now, you can have people who are great at seeing clients and do their notes on time and are in all sort of standards besides reading this book be 
great therapists. Um, but what he says is you really want to take it a step further because if you think of team culture, um, if you think of community engagement and being known in the community, there's more than just seeing clients and doing notes. And so for your practice, it might look different than how it is for mine. But I really thought of you know Humble as clinicians who aren't just seeing clients, but who may be doing more research between sessions to make sure that they're giving their idea, their clients the best possible treatment. Or it might be uh, getting out in the community because we, we often do, as most of you know, we go out in the community once a month and provide trainings or speaking engagements in the community that's free of charge for those in the community. And um, my uh, hungry people are the ones that volunteer their time um, to be able to come to these things with us. So that's hungry. Then we have humble, which essentially is, um, I mean, we all know what humble is, but in, in this sort of setting, it's being able to take feedback. It's being able to give good feedback. It's um, not believing that you're better than everyone else in the practice. It's not believing that um, you're worth more than the other clinicians in the practice or the admin in the practice, but that you treat everyone equally and that you're treating people well. Um, And then smart isn't what I thought it was going to be, but is um, not smarts in terms of uh, brain smarts, although that can be helpful or needed in a business, but is people smart. So they know how to navigate those difficult conversations. They tend not to get defensive when feedback's given to them. They know how to Um, have a conversation when there's an issue or a problem, whether it's with another staff member or if it's with you, and be able to give that feedback in um, a rational, calm, and positive sort of way. That's what he means by smart. And I love this combination of hungry, humble, and smart um, because when you put those things together, it's really an amazing person to work with. And so one of the things that he challenges you to do in the book is to make a Venn diagram with hungry on one side, humble on the other, and smart on the other, and to put your clinicians and your admin into those categories, which clinicians of yours are hungry only, but not um, people smart in terms of communication and and having a good cultural sort of um, feel or team feel, and maybe aren't uh, hungry or those that are humble but aren't I now forgetting which <laughs> which things I use hungry but not humble and smart or those that are humble but not hungry and not very smart and those that are smart but they're not humble and they're not very hungry for doing extra or going above and beyond and then those that are the trifecta of all three and that they fit that small little circle what this does um, is truly helps you see your staff from a different light than what you might normally be looking at them as in terms of who you have in, in, in your practice, but also who you're looking for to have in your practice when you're doing that hiring. Um, so many clinicians or group practice owners that have read this book now implement the idea of hungry, humble, and smart. And the book goes into a ton of detail on how to scout that. And so read the book because it'll help you um, discuss and figure out who, you know, how to screen for hungry, humble, and smart, but then how to figure out how to help those already in your practice who might have two out of the three. And he says, if you have clinicians or staff that only meets one out of those three, it's really hard to help them, you know, if they're just hungry, get humble and smart. Um, That it's much easier if they're just missing in one area to help coach them into growing in that area. But essentially, that if they are not, if they're missing two out of those three, that those are likely 
staff members that aren't a good cultural fit for your practice and should go somewhere else where they can be hungry, humble, and smart in another another practice. Um, and so the book talks a lot about how to coach them through if they are just hungry and missing humble and smart, or if they're just hungry and humble, but they're missing smart. Um, It's a great book. And so after reading this, I sort of changed how we look at new staff members, but also it gave us a great tool for talking with our current uh, clinicians and admin staff to make sure that our culture not only was based off of um, our group practice values, which is sort of the obvious thing, but also that all of our clinicians got to a place where they're not only hungry and humble and smart, that essentially helps them connect with each other and connect to the practice as a whole and enjoy their work even more. So I wanted to come on just to give that recommendation of the book, The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. Um, Go online. You can get it on Amazon. It's a great book. Um, It it changed a lot about how we um, look at hiring strategies, but also how we're looking at our own staff that are already in the practice. And it gives you sort of this aha as to why some may or may not feel like they're fitting in and you maybe can't put your finger on why it is that they're just not fitting in the way some of your other clinicians are or some of your other admin staff are, this um, book totally helps see some other areas that things like Radical Candor and some of the other books that I know many of you have read um, don't touch on. So go out there and get that book and let me know what you think of it. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. We'll see you next time.